0: On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are back from vacation, and oh my god, did we miss a lot, Tate?
1: <laughs> I think we missed everything. I, <laughs> I think a lot Holy happened. Holy time vacation, if I may <laughs> say so.
0: Uh, <laughs> I think everything. The uh, Let's see here. The, uh, the, the lottery happened. The Detroit yep. Pistons are getting the number one uh, pick in the draft. The NBA Combine is going on. Uh, yes. There are winners and losers happening within the Combine. Um, we can suss that out if you'd like. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Hardaway, otherwise known as Penny, (laughs) is uh has his name floated for the Orlando Magic coaching job.
1: Seriously floated. We we joked about it, but now it's seriously being floated. It's seriously being
0: floated, and he is not unfloating it in the way (laughs) that Juwan Howard is. He's
1: pushing it up.
0: (laughs) He's pumping that thing (laughs) full of more hot air and saying, float that bitch. Uh what else we got? Uh the Wisconsin basketball program is in shambles. Mm. Um the ACC Big 10 tournament or not tournament the ACC Big 10 challenge I'm sorry uh the matchups have been announced and yep. uh coach k is is headed to a place <laughs> that i know very well and and i am excited about that name image likeness appears to be a go uh yep. i have fraud power rankings i wh- mm. what else is there tate there's a thousand things we well, have to
1: get well to well you buried the lead nc state had a cws <laughs> title stolen from them in front of america so we have to talk about this because state yeah. fans and myself, we're all very fired up and we got to fight the good fight, Titus. So that, that's have, what we're also here to do.
0: We always have our finger on the pulse of pack pride. And <laughs> yes. uh, I can imagine <laughs> pack pride is they're
1: going me. to storm the NCAA offices <laughs> by the end of the week.
0: Um, We're going to get our, we're going to do our best to get to, to everything we have missed during <laughs> our week off. But first, Woody Durham. All right, we are back after a week off. Uh, did not feel like a week off, I'm being honest. It goes very fast, but uh, I, I I think we timed it poorly. As I said at the top, uh, <laughs> but at the same time, it was much needed. I feel refreshed. I feel excited to be back. You are in North Carolina right now. Yes, is, is that correct? What, what did yes. you do with your time off?
1: I uh, you know I flew back home uh, to see yeah. my family. Went to the lake. You know, hung out with them. But as I mentioned at the top of the show, Titus, I could not relax because yeah. NC State had a title, a national title taken from them right in our faces. And, uh, you know, being boots on the ground, being in North Carolina, I uh, I, I feel for the NC State Wolfpack. I feel for the baseball team. I feel for Elliott Aven, And it's all I've heard about Titus. My neighbor was a big State fan, came over yesterday upset about, you know, the players not taking uh, the time out to get back. I mean, th- there's just... There's all types of conversations happening in North Carolina and it's all about NC State Baseball. Who would have thought that this many people cared? Because during basketball season, I don't hear anything. Yeah but right now during baseball season it is they are everywhere so it's been a lot of fun.
0: I get the feeling that outside <laughs> of your immediate family uh you're you're more exposed to NC state fans when you go back mm. home at least that's well, that's
1: my read on it. Is that true? I- well, I'll say this, like I think in 19 in the 1980s, North Carolina was the university of the people of North Carolina. Right. So my parents, you know, were able to go to North Carolina. You know, it was more of a and now North Carolina's kind of bumped up a notch. And now NC State, I think, is more of the university of the people in quotations uh, where, like, you. you know, the common man, the neighbor, he may be a huge state fan. Uh, and that used to kind of be like a North Carolina thing. Duke and North Carolina. Duke is obviously, Duke you know, was they,
0: always like the prestigious and North yes, Carolina was like the, the everyman the, university for
1: everybody, you know, and now, and now and Duke now, is a public <laughs>
0: or North Carolina is public Duke basically.
1: Yes. It, it, it's yeah. a public Ivy and, yeah. uh, and, and North Carolina <laughs> okay. state, uh, you know, has, has taken the, you know, taken up their stature here in the state. And, it's honestly great because you don't hear much, you know, like I said, during football season, during basketball season. But when things like this happen, you know, when bass fishing is popping up, you know, this is the time the state fans really like to stick their chest out. And and for the first time, Titus, I feel for him. I really do. And uh, if you're listening to local radio right now in Raleigh, you're having a real fun time.
0: Explain to the people at home that are not aware of what happened. Yes. Um, is, is it just a case of NC State tested positive for COVID? Is that basically it? Did, the, did well, the same thing happen to them that happened to the Ohio State basketball team in the NCAA tournament where they had to the <laughs> withdrawal? Yeah, because,
1: BC, VCU and Ohio VCU State, and of Ohio course. State, both, yeah. both had to remove themselves from the tournament. What could have been if they got to play? If, um, only. Yeah, if only. The full story uh, is too long to really get into, but to give you the kind of uh, the SparkNotes version, it uh, North Carolina State was on track, destined, uh, to win a national championship. They were going up against Vanderbilt. Were,
0: were they really? Or is this? Uh, just...
1: I think I think that they were. I, I really do. I, I okay. will say I have to give state fans their props. I thought that they had the team. They looked like the team of destiny, uh, so to speak. And then, you know, NC State fans, I've seen this meme everywhere. You know, they all they wanted was positive results. Right. That's all they've been waiting for. Positive results, positive <laughs> results. And they finally got the wrong positive results. Only NC State can get the wrong positive results. Uh, and as Donald Trump told us once positive is actually negative. Um, so, so it was negative, uh, results. And now, uh, yeah, they had to, they had 13 players play in game two against Vanderbilt. Um, And then, of course, Titus, you know, America was was, you know, on NC State's side. They're saying this is wrong. They were doing the Jay Billis like we need to. These kids should be allowed to play. There's 24000 fans here. They're not getting tested. Uh, Is is Vanderbilt getting tested? And then as NC State does, they have found out, Titus, uh, that the the person in charge of the medical team for the NCAA, I guess, went to Vanderbilt. So, so now, now now it is is turned full conspiracy, (laughs) and the poor AD is named Boo, and I I promise you, his name is Boo, B O O. So he is like they are booing Boo uh, because he did not come out and stringently say that he is going to sue the NCAA um and you know go at their neck because again they are under investigation for dennis smith jr right uh, so that, it's not quite the time to be going at the ncaa when you're under investigation but that is what the state fans want i disagree and i think this is a perfect time
0: I, I think this is a perfect time to go after the NCAA because i think uh <laughs> the, the way nc state comes out of this a huge winner is mm. they are the first program the first school to break free from the NCA, I think yes. that's what like I think I I see the future Tate. And when you and I are old and gray, and we're we're uh, assessing the landscape of college sports, mm-hmm. I think there is a time in our lifetime where the NCAA no longer exists, or at the, as it exists is is fundamentally different. It is yeah, it, they blow up their their core principles of basically uh, amateurism and give Duke an easy path to a, <laughs> a college basketball title. Like those those things get blown up. And what we know the NCA to be is is completely changed, mm. right? Mm. Um, so if we know that, if we know that's where we're headed, if we know that, there, that there's probably going to be a new uh, uh, governing body formed, why doesn't NC State get ahead of this? Yeah, be the first, be the first school to, to announce the first school to secede. It's going yeah. to be rough for a few years. Like, they're doing <laughs> no those games. Yeah, you're going to have to play community colleges, I think, for like the first yeah. five to 10 years. But history will look back and be like, thank God for the Wolfpack being brave enough to at long last. It- stand up to the corruption of the NCAA. Right? I
1: have I've always personally thought that the, the the secession, so to speak, was going to happen like this. We're at a game, we're at the SEC championship game, and they all start chaining SEC. But they keep going, and they go E D E S E C E D E, and that's how they let the world know that they are going to secede from the NCAA. So I think that NC State maybe the first move is to pivot out of the ACC, get to the SEC, and then they lead that charge. But I think you're right; they are they are on the verge right now. I mean, I've seen Dave Portnoy come out and support them. That they have like the the worst Avengers that are getting together to get. <side>. <laughs> and I mean, I think I think at some point we're going to get to the, where they talking about secession and uh, we're going to be right there for the ride because this is long from over. Um, I'm hoping that they hang the banner. I think that's I, the next move. Hang the banner.
0: Just hang the banner. Yeah, yeah. I, I would do that. I, <laughs> I I do think that NC State, in all seriousness, it feels like as a program, as a school, um, mm-hmm. they 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 have no home right now. They have mm-hmm. no like the the Duke and Carolina have now just completely dominated the, the, the triangle. The research rhombus has been dominated by Duke and Carolina. They they overshadow NC State to where it's not mm-hmm. even I when when we were growing up, at, at least my from as an outsider who, who didn't live in North Carolina, it did feel yeah. like the three of them you know nc state was like maybe a half tier down but like they were still But they were
1: still up there
0: they're up still competing there. Yeah. they're not anymore like in terms <laughs> of national relevance at duke and carolina they've been overshadowed there they they are overshadowed in the acc as a whole mm-hmm. um even if they went to the sec they're going to be like their whole existence is overshadowed and then they still Get treated like uh, you know. You know they still are, are are big enough. They're they're small enough to where they're not competing for national titles. They're big enough to where they're landing five stars and getting put on probation for it. Yes. Uh, they they they, they have a baseball program that's good enough to to make the World Series.
1: Their but team's yeah. incredible. The baseball team is not They're a very very good team.
0: You know what I'm saying? They live in this like yeah. no man's land where I think if you're an <laughs> NC State person, you have to say enough is enough. Like mm-hmm. we're 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 sick of this, and I think I think we're very close to to them being at this point. Where they just throw their hands up and they say, screw it. We're just going to play like community colleges in North Carolina for 10 years and dominate them and hang banners every single year that we're the best team in
1: the country. It's all your school's fault, by the way, because the Ohio state is who they think they are. You know what I mean? They they see you guys and they They see, they see state, they see red. (laughs) They see the, they're like, that's us. We are, we are the state school here. God. That should be us. And uh, so I blame you guys at the end of the day. Dude, that sucks. That
0: <laughs> really does suck for the, it does suck. For, it team, sucks for dude. the players.
1: And it's, uh, it's so you stupid. Know, yeah. Oh, I mean, it all, it all is very stupid. And I think that's why, you know, we, we have the people losing their minds. Right. Because it does, this is the, probably the last time. We, we should, time, be, past like, yeah, we should exactly. be past this. Like we should be past this. Like exactly. we all
0: thought we were past this and we're not. And now we're back to arguing. Like, God. I, I I thought that the, the that the last time was the last time that we're yeah gonna talk we all about, thought
1: VCU was the last time
0: yeah we were like thank God we'll never have to discuss COVID and sports and what the protocol should be yeah. and shouldn't be and how and John Rom
1: you know he goes from getting yeah. kicked out of his last tournament because of testing positive then he wins the U.S. Open we kind right. of come full circle. you know what I mean it felt Chris like Paul, we were turning like, the corner like, what the hell happened yes.
0: there like who who really <laughs> knows what the story was I mm. still don't really understand what the story was I thought mm. for sure he was going to be out for like one day and then back for game one and then he ends up missing two games and we're still not sure like was did he have covid is he back vax- like th- nobody knows and nobody the point knows. is it's like i'm so so <laughs> far removed from caring about discussing like whether yes. chris paul had covid or who who was he around how many people were at that mm. party how many so you said 12 person party how many were masked okay how many were vaccinated of the unmasked <laughs> how many like no one wants to do that anymore nobody. and yet still we're having these Th- these stupid discussions about oh man thoughts and prayers to the uh thoughts and prayers. Back. in all seriousness that blows that absolutely blows um
1: I- in I don't my mind forever say. 2021 champs that's all yeah. i gotta say
0: hang the banner yeah
1: hang, hang the, the banner. banner
0: make this the first step to success to secession just get, get out of this <laughs> <S-E-C-
1: NCAA.
0: laughs> um what do we want to talk about first other than uh nc state in, in the world of basketball let's say <laughs>
1: Let's talk about the ACC Big Ten Challenge because okay. I think that's the big news of the day because if, for the for the listeners at home, you probably heard us talk about um, prospective matchups because this year, everything's about Coach K. Everything's about the farewell tour, mm-hmm. uh, TM, trademarked, it's happening. And everyone wanted Maryland. They wanted Duke to go back yep. uh, to, to deal with the Maryland Terrapins fans, the fans that were, you know, chanting horrible things at JJ Redick back in the day. Um, you know, this was going to be the perfect setup, but Coach K avoids that. But yep. instead, he comes home to the Ohio State Buckeyes.
2: He comes, and that is a W.
0: He, he avoids uh, playing at Maryland, and he ends up playing at an even tougher environment. Of, Ooh. Some would say the the mm. most, <laughs> the loudest, String. the most fierce. <laughs> the most. <laughs> bring him to the shot. Bring him to the Jerome Schottenstein Center <laughs> that holds 28,000 people. <laughs> and you can hear seven of them. We're going, uh, right? A, Can we just say that yeah, out the we're going to go. Okay. We're going to right. definitely Deal. go. I think th- this is great for the Boo brothers. As as uh, <laughs> I, I, I said to you, as soon as I saw the news, I was like, this this is too perfect press. And mm. I should say, Ohio State, uh, depending on what Dwayne Washington and EJ Liddell mm. end up doing, which I think my read on it, and th- this is not a source, this is not a Tate Frazier inside source uh, breaking news. This is just uh, my read on the situation. I think Dwayne's gone. I think Dwayne's oh, no. going to stay in the draft, which I'm th- not happy about. But it is what it is, and I, I love the kid, and he's he's really good. I really, it, EJ, if EJ stays in the draft, I'm devastated. If Me too. Because he he it, has to come back. Yeah, but uh, it, what I'm saying is, if those two guys come back, whether they come back or not, but EJ has to. Ca-
1: what is Coach State K now? How, how did Coach yeah. K? <laughs> Coach K knows they're not coming back. <laughs>
0: what I'm trying to say is, Tate, if everything goes the way I want it to, Ohio State should be like a top ten team at least. Uh, this is going to be an awesome game. Uh, I, I'm I'm very very excited for it, and I'm excited that that Ohio State might have the opportunity to hand Coach K his his final ACC Big Ten loss. And I was thinking yeah. about this, um, because we're going to play Duke in the regular season. That means when the NCAA tournament rolls around, we're probably not going to get put in Duke's bracket or put like, you know, they're, they're, they'll probably try to avoid it if they can. Not, yep. you know, maybe they won't be able to. You understand what I'm saying here. If they're, exactly. If they're a one and a two seed, they're not probably going to put us in the same bracket. Uh, so I realized that by Ohio State playing Duke in the ACC Big Ten matchup, Ohio State is not going to be the team that beats Duke in the NCAA tournament. And then I started thinking about it more and I was like, oh my God, would that... I ask you, as the Coach K guy on the mm-hmm. program, um, would you rather be known as the program that ended Coach K's run? That th- that was the last game you beat Coach Ooh. K in the Sweet Sixteen or the eight, whatever.
2: You
1: get me fired up. I like or would you rather that... win
0: the na- the twenty twenty two national title?
1: Oh, it's kind of like, do you want to be loyal of this year? You know what I mean? Yeah. Do I want to knock out the team that Who do was you supposed to be win?
0: remembered more? Wouldn't that be hilarious if Gonzaga wins the title next year, but no one remembers it because they just remember that Oregon upsets Duke or something.
1: I mean, it's kind of like Cameron Crutwig. You know what I mean? If you ask like the casual fan, that's like the face they may remember from this tournament. And uh, that could be, I mean, legends would, I mean, legends last forever. And if you knock out coach K, my big ask is that if you're the NCAA, you put North Carolina and Duke on a collision course in the tournament this year Mm -hmm. because they've never played in the tournament. Uh, that, that, that is the history that we all need for coach K's final run. I want it. I know coach K doesn't want it, but I think this year, whoever knocks out K because K thinks he's going to win the title. That is winning a, that is winning a NC state national championship. You know what I mean? That is a hang the banner moment. We knocked out coach K in his final effort. Um, it had to be, it has to be a likable team though, because if a team beats Duke playing Duke basketball. I feel like that—that's going to be hard for America to you get it's behind, but be? it still do.
0: Yeah, I got—I got the perfect team for you, LSU.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I can get behind that, but it would be hilarious.
0: <laughs> Will Wade kills Coach Gay. <laughs> Will Wade finally
1: shows he's a good coach. <laughs>
0: Oh man, I was oh, thinking about man. that though, man. Like that—that's gonna be something to to uh, monitor in this year's tournament because I, I really Absolutely. do believe. I, I mean, I—it it sounds stupid. It's like, of course, you'd rather win a national title, and duh, like the players and coaches would. But I'm saying as a fan, like, what are you gonna yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. more as a fan? Well, what like, are we
1: gonna talk about more in our program? Yeah, that, that's kind of the real question. <laughs> so the team that knocks out Coach K—that's for sure.
0: I saw the. Uh, I already. I've already seen the articles of like what's next for Scott Drew now that he won a national title. Like, there's already. Yeah. It, I don't know how much weight you put into it, but the, but there's already people out there, and and whether they're important, whether they are important or not, who cares? But the point is, um I'm already seeing articles being written about like, what what does Scott Drew do next? Where does he go from here? And in my mind, I'm like, the, the man won a national title, like that's what he does next. Is he reminds everybody, I won the national championship,
2: yep. that Forever. I have one of the
0: greatest teams of all. Like that's what you do next. But there's always the next. There's always the, like, <laughs> fast forward five years from now and the conversation about Scott Drew. We'll be right back where we started. Is he, Is a, good he a good coach? coach? Was yep. that a fluke? Yep. Did, did he just win the Mickey Mouse tournament? Is that the yep. only one he won? Especially if, like, um,
1: Davion Mitchell and Jared Belder become, like, stars in the NBA. Yes. like, this guy had two all-stars on his team. Yeah, well, and- <laughs> no wonder he won. Like, yeah, he got <laughs>
0: carried to the, you know. Uh, but you beat Coach K. You, you, coach K's final game, you humiliate it, especially if it's, like, the first or second round.
1: Yes. You First forever. round. We're, we're you asking forever. I'm asking for a Mercer for a Lehigh. Like I'm asking for that experience where it's like the little guy, you know, Belmont, Belmont, bite me, my team. Like if Belmont <laughs> knocks out Duke, I, I am with coach Titus. I'm a Belmont yeah. fan for life.
0: Coach Titus is pumping his <laughs> fist right now. listening listen <laughs> to this. Um, all right. So let's, let's go through the ACC big 10 yeah, matchups. Uh, I tiered this for you because I, oh, I yes. know it's the off season. We have not tiered things in a long time. And I want to get you excited. I want to get the listeners at home uh, excited about college basketball tiers back in their life. I went through all these matchups. I Mm. tiered them out so you can make sense of them, Tate. So here we go. Tier one is uh, I I am calling this the games that actually determine who is the best conference. So in my mind, these are the only games (laughs) that matter. The rest of them, we'll add them all up. We'll decide (laughs) who wins. You know, one conference, one nine and one one five. So that
1: means I like that no, no. the no, no. games that actually matter. <laughs> These are
0: the ones that matter. These are the ones that actually determine who are the best. This is tier 1. This is this is this is all that matters. Uh mm-hmm. Duke at Ohio State. Yep. Both going to be very good teams. Coach K's final ACC Yeah, farewell challenge. tour. Yeah. Um Ohio State hungry for for the, <laughs> <laughs>
1: to make up for that exit for from the NCAA, for NCAA tournament. That, for, yes. For
0: not being able to play in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> um I have Michigan at UNC. Ooh. The, uh, the, the battle of the, the, uh, the former player who the loves his alma player. mater so much yes. Yes.
1: who yes. loves their alma mater more, Hubert Davis, Jawan Howard,
0: who definitely is not interested in NBA jobs says quit asking, but also <laughs> what NBA jobs did you say again? <laughs> did, did, did you say, did you say, the, you didn't throw, the, the, not you say the Dave Lillard, you say Portland, <laughs> you, you, you didn't. Okay. You're saying Oklahoma city. Okay. never mind Yeah. Not interested. Not in, in Orlando. No, not interested. Not interested. Uh <laughs> no, no, thank you. Yeah, um, nope. Michigan at UNC. And finally, uh, Florida State at Purdue. Ooh. I I have those three as uh, tier one. I think um, those are the three games that matter most. I think whatever conference wins two out of those three is actually the best conference. Your thoughts? And
1: Florida State at Purdue might be the best game out of those three, to be quite honest. I think that, you know, you and I, we're going to probably color our favor to the first two games because of our, you know, our inclination to do so on this program. But again, those are going to be two great games. But Purdue, the Purdue fans seem to think they're a top five team. I think, they are, I
0: think Purdue's the best team in the Big Ten entering the, the season. Put me down for that. I think Purdue okay. should be the best team in the Big Ten. I think this has started.
1: nothing to do with Mackey Arena. Nothing and to my, do with that. my
0: my big uh swing. I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let mm. the words come out of my mouth and then I'm gonna let it marinate and I'll I'll see how I feel about it. I think Jay Knighty might be the best player in the Big Ten.
1: Ooh, I like that.
0: That didn't sound that bad.
1: I, no, I it said didn't.
0: it. I heard myself say it, and I didn't think it was that. Um I don't. Purdue, if, if we're
1: being honest, Jaden should probably be in the NBA draft right now. Yeah, you I know think, what I mean. So he, it's going to be good to
0: dude, have him back. He balled out in the the one game Purdue, uh, the, the the North Texas game. I th- I think like in Jaden Ivey's mind, he was gonna, they were going to go on an elite eight run. He was going to be awesome, and then he's going to bounce and go
1: first round. <laughs> and
0: that didn't happen. They lost in the first round, so he was back. Um, but yeah, I, I Purdue's going to be really good. So those are yeah. those are those are three. Uh,
1: That's a great top three games, by the way. How do you That's feel about schedule. Carolina?
0: How do you feel about Carolina getting Michigan?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all right, moving on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I'm kind of scared of Michigan in general. Uh, you know, being a Carolina fan, you looking guys play them Davis, every year
0: in this thing, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it doesn't go well. I mean, sometimes you know, we, we we're back and forth, we're hot and cold. The ACC Big Ten Challenge has never been something that I necessarily look forward to, right? It usually yeah. like we would always go up to Assembly Hall and just get blown out yeah. by whatever team that they had up there. So uh, I kind of have my reservations. But when you look at this North Carolina team with Baycott and Brady Man and Hubert Davis in his first run. We have a lot of familiar faces and a lot of vets. So I'm fingers crossed. And I do think that Baycott will have his way with Hunter Dickinson. And I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, on the air to get ahead of this because I want it to be thrown back in my face when Hunter Dickinson has 30 and 15 and dominates Carolina. So, uh, but that that game, I'm just going to, that's a stay away for me. Let's go to tier two.
0: (laughs) I I do think that uh, you mentioned something that you you don't get that excited about this or this isn't a... uh... That important to you or, or whatever however you phrase, just phrased it there, there is like an element of this where it feels like interleague play in baseball where the luster has sort of worn off because like when, yeah. when the acc big ten challenge started it was the coolest thing on earth because teams that never like teams that duke would never schedule suddenly they have to play in the breslin center and mm-hmm. duke is playing in assembly hall and you're seeing uh you know i ohio state playing in in the dean dome you're like this this game would never happen unless you yeah. mandated that it would happen this is awesome and it was giving us these awesome matchups and you're seeing uniforms in gyms you've never seen before or you rarely see and now i feel like we've seen it all and now mm-hmm. like i've seen the cubs play the red Sox before i've seen the you know yeah. the cardinals and yankees have played cool i don't need to yeah. you know, like the excitement yeah. is sort of worn off like it's still interesting that it's happening but that initial wave is, is it used gone. to blow your mind yeah, you know when bl- you would yes. see it at yeah. least,
1: I will say, at least it's not like the MTEs, which I'm not sure if we're even saying that word anymore. MTEs, the the whatever you know, their made up version for these invitationals that they create. At least we're not at a neutral site. I think those are the games that really have no value, where you're watching, you know, Oregon play Michigan in the Bahamas or in you know now, Oklahoma City, except and the Maui Invitational. Well, of course, well, the Maui Invitational and the Great Alaskan Shootout are totally different things. You know okay. what I'm saying? Those, those, aren't are, MTEs. those no, are no, no, no. <laughs> are you kidding me? The Maui Invitational would never call itself something so stupid, uh, but right. that that to me, like the only the, the the one thing we have going is that we have to go to these other schools and we have to see them play in the other arenas, and and that makes it nice and quaint. But also the fact that the scoring system over the years, people just seem like they aren't as as aren't as invested as they used to be, and like the Big Ten's bragging rights or the ACC's bragging rights, like nobody cares until we get to the tournament and see how many games right, right. each conference is won, and then they start bragging. You know, it's not like. After I feel like last year kind of killed. Um, yeah,
0: kind of killed it because the Big Ten was the best league all year. And if you ask people why the Big Ten is the best league all year, you'd point to the ACC Big Ten Challenge and be like, "Look what they did! Look at <laughs> look at the Big Ten! Look how good they are!" <laughs> Fast forward yeah. midstate tournament, and yikes, it's gone. Uh, tier two of these ACC Big Ten matchup games, I'm calling these the resume builders. I'm calling mm. these the uh, the team. And the conference resume, like like we just said, how do we know the Big Ten is the best conference? Look back at the. Remember when uh, Indiana took Florida State to overtime at Florida State? Yeah. That's how we know Big Ten's the best.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I course.
0: know they lost, but like they took him to overtime. Remember Man, that game? That was a great game. That was a yeah, great yeah. game. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So these are all the games that come February, March. On an in, <laughs> yeah. on an individual team level, we'll look back and say, "Man, no, Iowa's was a lot
1: better than you thought." Yeah, yeah,
0: because yeah. Yeah. remember what that time in December, <laughs> first week of December, they beat that other team. Yeah, uh, but also as a conference, we're, we're going to use these games. What, however, these sort out will be used to determine who the better <laughs> conference is for resume. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I have Indiana at Syracuse on that list. I mm. have Virginia Tech at Maryland. I have Louisville at Michigan State, and finally, I have Notre Dame at Illinois, um, where Illinois is is. Has we we've covered this extensively in the offseason. Illinois has lost every single player involved with their team except for like Trent Frazier and Andre Corbello. Like yeah, and every coach, every player is gone. Uh, but Brad Underwood, Corbello, and Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. back. Um, so Illinois is going to be better than the experts might think, but are there, are they going to be that good? We don't know. We'll have to keep an eye mm. on that. Also, I want to point out Notre Dame, talking about Maui earlier in this game, Notre Dame at Illinois. Notre Dame will be fresh off the Maui bump. Notre Dame will be in Maui. Mike Bray will have his shirt off. The, yep. the Irish will be back, and uh, the, they'll be rolling into this game. They'll, they'll, they'll be going into Champagne fresh off the Maui bump. I think Notre Dame's getting the Maui bump this
1: year. Yeah, I I, I think so too. And Mike Bray again coming off the booze that he heard, you know, in his own arena at the end of last year, where we had to call out Notre Dame fans and remind them that they they don't even know what they have. You know, you have to appreciate your coach. I think that Mike Bray. He's going to get back in the center stage and uh, he's going to get back in center stage so hard that Duke fans are going to say, man, I wish we would interviewed Mike Bray. You know, mm-hmm. that's what that's what we want in the A.C. We want that kind of momentum and that kind of energy where John Shire actually screws something up on the bench, trying to tell Coach K that some player has three fouls. Uh, B- Banchero has three fouls, but he actually has four fouls and then he fouls out of the game and Coach K bites his head off. <laughs> like, we should have hired Mike Bray. That's that's the energy I want at the start of the year for Mike Craig. Are you ready to
0: start the uh, the the Shire and K beef this year? hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. This I, is uh, I, I think this is this would be good for us to start that that, that. that Shire and K are having a power struggle all season, and
1: I'm waiting you know. for the first report that Coach K is frustrated with his staff's uh, inability <laughs> to be flexible with him. <laughs> John Shire takes an There's, indefinite leave.
0: There's a rift in the locker room and the other assistants are listening to Shire more than they're listening to K yes. and yes. that is why Duke lost at home mm-hmm. to Georgia tech by yes. that's <laughs> the only reason that's why. <laughs> uh, all right. Tier three. Uh, this is the pretend to care on paper uh, because we all recognize the names of these programs, but in reality, nobody's going to actually watch any of these a uh, second of these games. Yeah.
1: Um. Love it.
0: Number one, Iowa at Virginia. Great game on paper. Great Iowa fans are awesome. National Player of the Year, Luca Garza. Virginia just won a national title. Tony mm-hmm. Bennett, the, the, one of the best programs in the ACC. A program McCaffrey. In, and also <laughs> a program in the Big Ten that you know and love. Uh, All the boxes are checked, and we all know when the day comes, none of us are watching this game.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems like a slow game. It, and it's also with Iowa, you know, you tune in and you think, hey, where's C.J. Frederick? Where's Joe there's, Wieskamp? Where's Luca Garza? And then the only guy that runs out that you know is Jordan Bohan. Jordan and you're like, Bohan. "Oh, <laughs> Not my tempo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the second game is Wisconsin at Georgia Tech. I'm putting Ooh. that on the list as well. Georgia Tech. Um You know, had a great season last year. We we fell in love with that program. We fell in love with Josh Pastner. Um, (laughs) Good guy of the year. Wisconsin. Should we talk? Should we use this as a jumping off point to talk about the Wisconsin situation? Yeah, I I think so. I was trying to stay offline when we were on vacation, um, but I had so many people blowing up my phone, like asking me, "Did I see this great guard? What your what's your take on the great guard?" So I I I got online just enough to like (laughs) read the bullet points. That's what I'm saying. You know, Mm -hmm. like I didn't I didn't listen to the whole thing. Um, but I started listening to the audio of Greg, of, of, uh, and, and if you missed the story, Ohio, uh, uh, Wisconsin players go into uh, a meeting with Greg Gard, basically record this meeting where they're just bitching about stuff. And then they release the audio of them bitching to Greg Gard.
1: They
2: released the, the tapes. Media. Yeah.
0: After they edited it down mm-hmm. to like, it was like two hours long. They edited it down to 37 minutes, release it to the media. And are like, look at what it did. Greg Gard is and my read on it, Tate, And again, I didn't. I didn't really dive into the the weeds of this. I just absorbed like the surface level stuff. This seems like a, a bush league move on the players' part. This seems like this seems yeah. Everyone wanted to bury Greg Garden. I was like, I th- this this is a bad look for the players.
1: Yeah, and we got to be you know we heard. I can't remember. Was that two, two years ago in Minnesota the final four in 2019, yeah. we were, we, we, we got in enough around Wisconsin to, to hear rumblings that Greg Gard was an a-hole that, that he was far from a player's coach. That's probably the nicest way to put it. Right. And you and I kind of, we've had our ears perked up ever since then. Then the Kobe King thing happens. We think, yep. oh, this is all sort of falling in line, but then they salvage the end of that season. They get some, you know, positive momentum. And
0: Kobe King goes to Nebraska, but then like, doesn't play in Nebraska. Like exactly. So it, like, look, oh, it looks like a Kobe no show
1: Eastern situation. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Maybe it's and, Kobe and
0: King problem. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in general, we, we've been waiting for, you know, our guard has been up, no pun intended about great guard. And this whole story, when I first saw the headline, I will say I immediately was like, I'm team play, you know, the, the players that they, they finally have right. proven who this guy is but like you said taking something ending it down then (laughs) releasing it to the media it does seem like it's kind of like nc state it's like you had me until you kept you kept going you know what i mean like the the initial idea it's like you want to show this guy it's like i i kind of am with you but then once you cut a tape together and start building out a conspiracy and and want to make it a whole thing then i have to i have to go laissez-faire and pull my hands back and say i can't be a part of this but I would love to get big cats, big cats take on uh, the whole situation because Wisconsin basketball, I mean, they, they are very prideful. They, they think that they are a blue blood or a true blood. I should say Uh, that's what they really think. They're a true blood, this situation, Greg guard. I I don't know who the answer is after Greg guard, but I wouldn't mind if they, if they shook things up. So I'm not saying this tape should be the reason where they reevaluate, but I also, uh, I I'm, I'm okay to hear out, you know, the players saying this isn't our guy. And, uh,
0: You know, yeah, I but it's one—it's one of those deals where the message might be correct, but you're, you're yes. The, the, the way you delivered it is very wrong. Delivered yes. it is very wrong. So, like, I'm kind of on Greg Gard's side, but at the same time, what makes Wisconsin basketball so good and has for this, this the last twenty years uh, has has been the the culture of Wisconsin basketball, and culture yeah. is a word we we throw around way too much in college basketball. But every so often, a program uh, it, it rises to a level where you you look at them and you say that the that there is very much a defined culture to this program. Wisconsin was one of those programs, Tate. And if you have players recording gripes with the coach and then release it into the media, I think it's fair to say that the culture has eroded. I think it's fair to say that however we got here, whoever's (laughs) fault it was, culture has completely eroded on Wisconsin basketball. Um, So in that regard, maybe it's time for a change. But at the same time, like to look at this as like the flashpoint of Greg should be fired (laughs) because his players secretly record him and release it to the media that's that's ridiculous that's insane yeah.
1: the so, only person that was very uh excited about this whole thing was mark schlebach i mean he he immediately he said these players are correct i am so happy that they understand how to be journalists if they need anything here's my number slap a j next to him he,
0: he wrote a letter to the players that said the the, the <laughs> biggest flaw in your plan was you actually release the tapes yeah, you're yeah, supposed yeah. to say i you're have the string tapes. it out you're supposed to <laughs> Let them know the tapes exist. And do not release them. Yes, by any means necessary. And then uh, sell them to HBO. <laughs> yeah. Wisconsin at Georgia Tech is a is a game that again we will pretend to care about. We will mm. talk about it when when you and I do the podcast uh, the week before these games and we pick our winners. We'll we'll say the words into the microphone. Wow, that's going to be a good game. I can't wait to watch that. And then after <laughs> the game, when it comes time to break down all the ACC Big Ten tied uh, Big Ten uh, uh, challenge games. We will not mention it at all. We will
1: yeah, we should just it do a we should do a mashup at the end of one of these episodes as we get closer to the ACC Big Ten Challenge where we just say, Man, this is gonna be the best game of the ACC Big Ten Challenge so that we make all the hype videos for it. You know what I mean? It's like we get into the Notre Dame, Illinois hype video. We're like, this is the best game of the challenge.
0: <laughs> uh tier four is the ESPNU student broadcaster tier. Yes. Um, where these games are technically gonna be on television, but uh unless mm. you're unless you're a fan of one of these teams or you're the mother of one of the students broadcasting these games <laughs> on ESPN, u plus.com backslash
2: mm-hmm.
0: us plus. slash plus <laughs> slash <laughs> two easy payments of 499 Um You're, you're, you're probably not watching these uh, Clemson at Rutgers. Nebraska at NC State and Miami at Penn State are, are the three I put in that tier. So uh, that is your that is your tier four. I think we can keep it moving to tier five, which is the how bad must Boston College be tier? Because Boston College, once again, is not invited to the ACC Big Ten Challenge. One ACC team has to miss out. Boston College, this is now two years in a row that they've missed out on the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Uh, and in their place will be the Pitt Panthers hosting Minnesota. Yes. yes, <laughs> Woof. <laughs> And the Wake Forest Demon Deacons hosting the Northwestern Wildcats. Those two games, if you watch more than more than two combined minutes of those two games, you deserve some sort a medal, of- yeah, yeah,
1: a love yeah. hug, something, yeah. But I congratulations to this. Coach Capel because you know he gets snubbed for the Duke job, and then he works overtime to make sure that Pitt. He wants to prove that Pitt has his own brand. He's creating his own, you know, separate entity there. So it's nice that they jumped over Boston College. I think Boston College at this point, you know, the ACC is is hearing, you know, they're willing to take calls uh, for the Boston College team. You know what I mean? Like if you, if Boston College, if the the Big Ten wanted Boston College, the ACC would trade Boston College probably for just cash, you know, cash, cash considerations at this point for the Boston College Eagles, even though, as we are watching the playoffs right now, you have to, you have to respect the fact that Boston college alum, Reggie Jackson mm-hmm. is one of the most ridiculous mm-hmm. players in the playoffs. And I have not heard them once say he went to Boston college. And I think that's the problem with that's Boston college. Up. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, they need, they need some of that. Like when cam Johnson hits a three, Mike brain goes, and he's a tar heel. Sorry to the pit fans, but that's what, you know, that's what you need. You need a little bit of a, a boost there on the national broadcast. Boston college gets none. So, if anything, I beg, you know, Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, somebody to bring up that Reggie Jackson went to Boston College. I think that will help them get back in the national limelight. We need also
0: that. Also a problem for Boston College. I just Googled right this second as you we were talking, Boston College head coach <laughs> basketball and hit enter. And the big result that popped up in big bold letters is Jim Christian.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> a lot a of people probably think he's still, yeah, exactly. They're like, he's a good guy of the year. That's all he'll ever be, you know?
0: We should just pretend Jim Christian's still the coach.
1: Honestly, how, how long would it take? America, America would believe us. That's the er, that's the problem with all this.
0: We just Earl Grant, like we just pretend he is Jim Christian. So we tweet out <laughs> pictures of Earl Grant, like another great win for Jim Christian, and his, he's yeah. got his boss. What a turnaround player. by Jim Christian!
1: <laughs> Who would have thought?
0: Because <laughs> no one knows what Jim Christian looks like. Yeah, no one knows yeah. a single damn thing. Where is Jim Christian now? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um. Yeah, those are the ACC Big Ten Challenge games, so Mm -hmm. uh, get excited about those. They announced those today, and... um
1: can I just say that Maryland got royally screwed uh, out of the situation? This was a I good time it. for Maryland to to get Duke to come up there to get the because if, if wherever Duke went was going to be the game. I mean, I'm yeah. happy for, you know, Coach Holtman, a coach of the program, I'm happy for your Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm glad they're getting that game. But if he went to Maryland, that's a chance for Juan Dixon, you know, to come show up and go to the game. Steve Blake's at the game. Oh, yeah. look, J.J. Redick actually showed up here. Now Steve Blake uh, you know, sees Jay Williams who's calling college day, game day. He Decides he wants to fight Jay Williams again. And you know, there's moments there that Jay Williams tweets
0: that it's awesome to be here at the very first game that Duke has ever (laughs) played at Maryland. And then says he got hacked.
1: <laughs> did you? Can we quickly say? Uh, did you see Jalen Rose uh, call him out on that? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, for the people at home, uh, after the the Bucks in Game One, they get rocked, you know, because they, they play a drop coverage against screen roll, and Trey Young kills him. And Jay Williams, of course, you know, takes the victory lap as if you know he called this. He's like, I told Jalen Rose before this game that if they ran drop coverage, that Trey Young was going to make him pay. Yada yada yada. And then all Jalen Rose says is. I got hacked and, uh, <laughs> you know, this is, th- thank God for Jay Williams. You know, when you talk about content, he ever since the start of the playoffs, he got Kevin Durant heated dude. and he just, he's on a roll. He and Scotty Pippen right now are battling to see who can yes. take over the headlines. Yes.
0: I, I do love that. Like Jay, I'll, I'll say that there, there are a lot of dude guys in, in media and most yes. of them For better or worse are buttoned up we know Mm -hmm. like we will we'll we'll rag on billis a little bit because he he just goes on his crusade Seth davis
1: very buttoned up
0: seth davis very buttoned Mm -hmm. up like you know these guys are good at what they do but sometimes they're they're in a perfect position to to make fun of them a little bit even grant hill who is who is great at his job is he's not exactly like a you know he's not exactly charles barkley when he's calling Mm -hmm. these games he's not Mm -hmm. he's not that so i will give jay credit in the sense that J, jay williams i mean and this is going he's for going the headlines. for headlines yeah, he's yeah, going yeah. for it he's now, definitely I, going for it i think he's having a little bit of an identity crisis he's not really sure which <laughs> way he wants to go <laughs> i think he's just like i'm i'm throwing it out there and we're gonna see what pops but uh you know as as a guy who's just sitting back and taking it all in i do appreciate that he's going for it i appreciate that he's <laughs> he's he's bucking the trend of duke guys in the media because the duke move is to just button up your tie not say anything that that rocks the boat too much.
1: He's obviously so jealous of Stephen A. Smith. You know what I mean? Like he's watching first take and he's thinking to himself, I have to be that guy. And the fact that he tweeted, you know, congratulations to the Boston Celtics for hiring their first black coach. And (laughs) I mean, Titus, like it's not even just doc, like doc rivers is one thing, but like Casey Jones, Bill Russell, like, I mean, this is that was the craziest thing. I thought it was fake. Like if when you I first told me saw the it. Celtics
0: have had more black coaches than any other franchise. Maybe in w- all professional sports <laughs> in North America. I, I would believe it. believe
2: it. Exactly.
1: That's why when I saw it, I was like, and this you know what I mean? Like this guy knows bad. Like, what is he talking about? But again, when you're when you're trying to stir you know you're just trying to get people riled up you know you that was the hottest take i've ever heard in my entire life because it was unbelievable
0: and and to me, he was hacked
1: and he
2: said he, he was
0: said hacked. a guy hacked his account so tweet congratulations to the celtics coach and that was it that was all they tweeted that
1: and
2: then immediately deleted
1: it I want to know who told him that he was not the first black coach because whoever that was was a good friend because he apparently deleted yeah. it pretty quickly. So, shout out to them. I don't uh, think it was a friend. In. I think
0: it was the replies. I think people, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, he tweeted it and then he refreshed his replies and he had 4,000 replies. Well, he was, yeah, well, like, he was, what? Like, yeah, he was like,
1: he tweeted and said, Wait, do I see these retweets come in? He's like, I'm going to take over today. And then it was gone. Uh, <laughs> Man, oh, what a man. great! Uh, man. we missed so much. By the way, like I, I we wish did. we had done a show when that happened because I would have been oh more ripe.
0: To to your point though about Maryland missing out on hosting Duke, I think Purdue fans thought that that they should like Maryland historically earned the right to host Duke in this yeah. because of the uh, the you know Maryland beat in the ACC and the history they had with Duke uh, all those years. But if you're going off of just this year, if Duke is the the marquee ACC team, given that it's Coach K's last run, yep. They have to be matched with the marquee Big Ten team, and Purdue fans felt like it should be them. That Duke should come to Mackey Mm. Arena. That did Mm. not happen. That's a tough look for the Boilermakers. That's 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 not a that's not a good spot to be. But 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 I will
1: pull. I will give Purdue. You know, like don't get too upset if you're Purdue because it could have been Indiana. When I first saw that's true. When I saw the announcement that that Duke was going to play the road, you know, obviously they were going to play on the road. I assumed that it was going to be Indiana. Because I was thinking Coach K goes back, Bob Knight comes to the game, Coach K yeah. kisses the ring of his mentor, you know what I mean? Um, and, and that's like a whole moment in time. And especially because I think they would win that game.
0: I think Indiana would win, and that was supposed to be the, uh, exactly. the Mike Woodson ring in the new era yeah, you know, like that—that that was gonna be the Tuesday night 9 p.m. tip that I love talking about. Like to t- Tuesday night 9 p.m. tip, Assembly Hall on ESPN is the most dangerous Assembly. Yeah, hall. you're losing
1: by 30. That, yeah, I don't care yeah. who you are. Yes. literally.
0: Uh, and I I I thought that's what that 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 was gonna be the the matchup.
1: It should have been. Not, yeah. And Purdue fans are upset right now because I am saying that Indiana fans got more screwed than than them. They're like, <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> no, it does suck because Purdue and Purdue fans' mind going into this thing, they probably thought Duke's going to come here. We're going to be the marquee game. We're going to be Duke's ass. We're going to send Coach K Pack. In. Uh mm. instead, they're probably going to be on ESPN 2 with Florida State at the same time. Do, do we have the days? They're probably no, going to like alongside the Duke Ohio State game at <laughs> <I laughs> like, the exact not. same time on ESPN 2. <laughs> and, you know, half, most of the country is not going to watch and they're going to beat Florida State. And no one's going to care. And they're going to, but I think that's a good spot. I think if you're Purdue, that's what you want. You don't want yeah. expectations. Exactly. That, that has never worked for Purdue. I agree. Ever. That has never once worked where Purdue goes into the season and they are the clear favorites to win the Big Ten or they are a top five team. Or yeah. you have people like me saying, who's the best player in the Big Ten? Is it Travion Williams or is it Jaden Ivey? I don't know, mm. but the two best players in the Big Ten might play for Purdue. And if people are saying that, you know, it's, it's great to hear it if you're a Purdue fan, but let's be honest, that's not what you want. That That yeah. is that is not a good spot to be
1: in. Best case scenario if you're Purdue is that you and I are at the shot early. Their game tips off at 7. We don't even watch it because we're getting fired up for the Buckeyes game coming on at 9. And then we don't even talk about that game because all we talk about is Ohio State playing Duke. You know what I mean? And they get yes. they beat Florida State by like 13, 15, yes. but it's very under the radar and then they're they kind of hover around like seven, eight, nine all year. Then they go in the tournament, they're a sleeper pick. This is yeah, this that's is that's not recipe. gonna happen.
0: I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen with Purdue is they will be ranked, they they might touch number one at some point. I don't think so, though. I, I think that's too much for Purdue. I, I think mm. I think even voters will be cautious of that. <laughs> but they Purdue will be ranked like second and nine and zero, oh and mm. everything's rolling, and then Big Ten play will start. They'll lose a game that they had no business losing, and then they'll people will count. I I don't know. I I, I see how this is going to go. I'm not I'm not going to tip my hands.
1: Yeah. I see how this. I'm gonna a, gonna I'm going to knock be. on wood for Purdue fans right now. Purdue
0: is going to peak very very early, and they're going to be very very good. <laughs> and uh, I think if I'm a Purdue fan, that would scare the the Jesus out of me because um, as you said, I think I think the best case for Purdue is that you hover around like the 10 to 12 ranked 10 to yeah. 12 all season. Yeah. That's that's perfect. Yeah. That's what you should want.
2: Yeah. I don't, know. don't fly too uh, close
1: to the sun. If there's anything that you can learn from this podcast is don't be Icarus. Do not fly too close to the sun. That's all we can say.
0: Let's, uh, let's take a break, come back and talk a little NBA and wrap this thing up. Let's do it. Quick break to talk about our friends at GEICO. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy, and it's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com.
1: Quick break to get a word from our sponsor. Birthdays, holidays, promotions, getting that last sprinkle donut. There's a lot in this world worth celebrating but nothing is worth celebrating more than knowledge, especially knowledge that will pay off, like understanding how compound interest works, knowing how to check your investment professional's background, or figuring out your risk tolerance, or finally understanding all those terms your friends keep throwing around, like ETF, ESG, and ICO. Learn about these investment products and more at Investor.gov, your unbiased resource for valuable investment information, tools, and tips. Before you invest, Investor.gov. All right, let's do a little NBA Tate. So uh, we have
0: we have three different ways we could take this. Number one, mm-hmm. Penny Hardaway to the Magic question mark. Number two, <laughs> the uh, the combine. Number three, the fraud power rankings. What can city? we, where, where can, we, we go?
1: can we start with Penny? I yeah, I just please. want to uh, first and foremost, like congratulations to Penny Hardaway because I think when he formed you know his mutiny uh, in the city of Memphis and was able to force Toby Smith out. And sent to Tubby to his, you know, to high point to his alma mater, took over Memphis, you know, said, you know, put the world on alert. You're top, your top recruit. He's coming to play for us with the Memphis Tigers. You and I were all penny everything. We mm-hmm. we spent the he won the offseason that year. we we were all, you know, lined up, ready to go. Um, James Wiseman's coming in. Of course, we know what happens. The NCAA stifles the whole thing that they stop, you know, the Memphis Tigers from being able to thrive and be successful. But, but Penny has been pretty adamant that he's not looking in the NBA circles. Anytime that his name would come up, he I think even with the magic already, he said, you know, thank you, but no thank you. So I just want to give him credit for being able to, to to endear himself to the Memphis community, but still be in a position right now where he may become an NBA head coach for the team that drafted him. You know what I mean? And if you're Memphis, you can't get mad at the guy for for taking, you know, the step up, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, Penny, as much as we kind of laugh, we're like, what is his play style? How does he actually coach? Are, are we sure we know anything about him as a coach? He has done a really good job of, of waiting in the waters of uh, I still want to be loved by everybody. And I think Memphis, you know, they're still thinking all to themselves. There's no way Penny leaves. And then everyone with the magic is thinking Penny would be a great hire. And I'm I'm just going to say kudos to him because that's a really fine line to walk. And uh, he's done it pretty well.
0: The man the man took over at Memphis via coup. I'm glad you brought this yeah. up because this yeah. is this is staggering to me. how many years ago was this? He did how many years did he coach?
1: 2017? Yeah, 2018? Yeah.
0: So he coached 3 years, 18-19 yeah. or 4. Was it 4?
1: Four? 4. Let's 18, say
0: four. 19, 20, 21. Was that with COVID,
1: truth? with COVID I can't even do time anymore. But yeah, he's been he's been there for 3 or 4 years. He took him to the NIT this year and they kind of all bought in in the NIT, but then afterwards you know guys are transferring and yada 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 i mean but that's that's every program this year how many years did you did you look uh, it up?
0: 18 he took over in 18 so 18 yeah. 19 so 19 20 21 three years yeah yeah it's been three years at memphis he has one nit championship to show for it Yeah. um i understand that Tubby smith was not the guy so my th- th- this is like a great guard situation where I, you're putting me in a weird spot where I'm like defending a guy that I. It's don't like you, ag- want. we
1: agree, just not the way that it was done. Yes,
0: yeah. I agree that maybe it would, it would be nice to to move on from Tubby Smith somehow. But the, the way Betty Hardway took over at Memphis, one of the most absurd things. Uh, I, I, I would actually, it's probably not anymore given what we've seen in college basketball, uh, all, all the shit that goes on in this sport. But um, they, they literally formed a coup. They formed a coup. Again. <laughs> they literally <laughs> they were spin.
1: saying that James Wiseman would not come. Yeah. If, if Penny did not get hired. They
0: fired yes. him to get Penny and James Wiseman there. Wiseman doesn't even play the whole season. Uh it, it it's it's all hilarious. And uh yeah, I, what I, I'm saying
1: I, is somehow he has been able to like that has not been a stench on him. You know what I mean? No one in the Memphis yeah. community is like, hey, he formed a coup to get here, and no one in the magic, it's like, are we sure we want to hire a guy who formed a coup to get his last job?
0: Because <laughs> right around the same time they drafted uh John Moran, and I think. I think if you're in the Memphis community, you can just pivot it away from the Tigers yeah. for now. And you're just yeah. latching on to the Now you're Grizzlies and, fans. Yeah, you're just yeah. Grizzlies. All, all Grizzlies, everything. Um, now, do you think he's getting the job? Do you think he's going to, to Magic?
1: I, I had heard, and look. Oh,
0: oh, oh. I was just, I just met like. Just for fun, off the cuff. I didn't know this was a no. I'm, this is excuse. not a source
1: thing, but I had heard like from sources eventually, you know that <laughs> this that Terry. not Ter- a source thing. It's not a I heard thing. heard from sources <laughs> that Terry Stotts was the name that they that they were going for, like the home okay. run hire. But I think that is sort of tempered. I'm not sure if that's still the case. And Penny is probably a fan. Uh, like the fans probably go crazy over that. I think you know guys like Cole Anthony, Wendell Carter, some of the young guys they have on this team. They may buy into having a coach like Penny Hardaway, especially a guy like Cole Anthony. I know he would love Penny. I think he already knows Penny. So I'm not sure how much the players, if any, say in this. I think the ownership probably would lean more towards Terry Stotts. But, you know, it may be one of those things Terry Stotts says, I want to sit out a year and then then see where I want to go. I may wait for the Lakers job when that comes open, something like that. So I think it's more real than it ever has been, and I'm so shocked by it. I really am. And I'm happy for Penny, but I mean, like I said, he has been able to avoid all of the stench. You know what I mean? Somehow, we all remember Penny as like little Penny. Little Penny is 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 the caricature that we all think normal Penny is. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's a good thing. Well, I don't know. Fingers crossed.
0: Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Kevin
1: Kevin Clark did text us, you know, early on and said he wanted Penny. So I feel like the fans, I- the fans want Penny.
0: I think uh, I just I, I do I do think it's interesting that that Cal and Jawan Howard uh, and and Jay Wright and Bill Self and and the the list goes on and on. But especially more recently, Cal and Jawan Howard are the two that have to mm-hmm. every offseason fight against going to the NBA. Um, the the juxtaposition of statements that they're putting out and attitudes that they have towards this, and Penny's just out and out silence on the matter is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious.
1: Uh, Well, that's how, you know, it's become more real, you know what I mean? The fact that Penny has now like faded, you know, kind of like Homer Simpson when he fades into the bush, like that's Penny right now in Memphis, you know, he's like, Oh, okay.
0: But then he doesn't get hired by the magic and he'll be back and he'll be back recruiting and be like, like never, never
1: interviewed anywhere.
0: You think I want to coach in the NBA. I love playing East Carolina and Tulsa. Are you crazy? (laughs) I love it. I love the American athletic conference. It's the best. We play in the best conference. In the best city in America, mm-hmm. the Lakers job open yet? No, yeah. still not. Yeah, so the best. We're the be- you know one of our teams went to the Final Four last year. This is one of the great jobs, and the Lakers is open now. Okay, see you guys. Peace. I'm yeah.
1: Out. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>
0: Thanks. Uh, oh, all please. right, let's do let's do fraud power rankings, and then uh, we can we can wrap it up. Maybe touch on the combine a little bit, but uh, I want to go through these because at uh, uh, we we missed a lot, and and I I I don't I have a lot on my list, but. I got to whittle it down to five. So I'm going to do this on the fly. Um, hmm. I'm going to do this. Number five for me on the fraud power rankings this week is Mark Turgeon. Um, oh,
1: wow. Oh, my. For a lot goodness. of reasons. Oh, I, I, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, that that was the best start ever. I'm fired up. Good start. I
0: think uh, <laughs> I, I think this is recency bias, but I am I just saw Daryl morcell <laughs> is transferred to Marquette, by the way. Yep. Big 10 yep. defensive player of the year. Four-year starter at Maryland from Baltimore. Yep kind of baffling on the surface turgeon puts out a statement that that morsel will always be welcome back to college park that he's he's a terp for life etc mm-hmm. etc but the questions <laughs> are swirling tate why would this man leave this man mm-hmm. was 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 maryland basketball in my mind like i thought of i thought of Morcel before i thought of i don't know a lot of the other guys that they've had ro- roll through there Jalen Smith, yep. kevin Herter, or wiggins or wiggins yeah. cowan you know yeah. they've had yeah. a lot of great players uh Daryl. have yeah, he, he has been the the rock for Maryland basketball in my mind. And he is now transferring to Marquette. We remember after the season, he said, I I would like to officially announce that I could do anything. I'm a wild card. You have no idea where I'm going. I might go <laughs> yes. the drafted. I yes. might come out of the draft. I he might basically play in said, China. stay tuned.
1: Yeah. Which is, that's the best <laughs> I, way to keep us
0: engaged. <laughs> I might transfer. I might go to the G League. You have no <laughs> idea what I'm about to do. Um, mm-hmm. And in the end, he transfers to Marquette so that that's not that that's a bad look for mary because remember mark turgeon won big time out of the gate he hires danny manning he yep. gets uh uh the, the transfer Cutis wahab uh who's mm-hmm. the other fats russell
1: fats russell yeah, Fats Rhode Russell. Island. they yep. get
0: the transfers um everything's rolling maryland's way i feel like he blew his his wad too soon in the offseason now it's coming back around on him loses Marcel. there's that number two uh you already mentioned this earlier uh Maryland does not get Coach K to come to to College Park for the ACC mm-hmm. Ten Challenge, which I felt like it was a must. I felt like you have to do that. That if was huge. Turchin, that was a call huge job. You, you figure it out. You just mm-hmm. figure it out. You just call right. You call the Bicton office, you say figure it out, and you hang up. And yep. that's probably what he did, honestly. Yeah, and he like, said, Who Who's this? this? <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, but then but then there's more. You bring up Kevin Herter. Uh mm-hmm. Kevin Herter won zero NCAA tournament games in his time in Maryland. I just wanted to point this out that this man he has not had a great series against the Bucks, but uh he did score 27 points in game seven while we were away and is kind of becoming a breakout star-ish. I mean, he's uh, a
1: starter on a team in the conference yeah. finals, and he's a pivotal, you know, scorer for that team. Uh, and he's been great on defense. I mean, he he he's so good that you know, like my parents watch basketball. They watch all basketball and they didn't even believe me when I said he played at Maryland. You know what I mean? That's how, yes, that's how just, forgetful his time at Maryland was. And you can see now that he obviously has star potential. So that's, which something.
0: is exact is the indictment on Mark Turgeon that I would mm-hmm. like to bring up. Yes. And it goes even deeper Tate, because when everyone thinks of Mark Turgeon, when everyone thinks of uh players in the NBA, that Mark Turgeon's coach, they think of the Maryland players and rightfully so he is the Maryland <laughs> head coach, but people forget Tate. That Chris Middleton, a man who took over game three for the Milwaukee Bucks, went absolutely nuts in the fourth quarter, could not miss, uh, played at Texas A&M under a guy by the name of Mark Turgeon for two years. They won one NCAA tournament game in, in, in Middleton's two years he had with Turgeon. And then uh, the the um, the third year, who was it? Billy Kennedy took over, right? Yeah, yeah, Billy, yeah, yeah. Billy Kennedy takes over Middleton's final year. But uh Middleton plays two years for Turgeon as well. They win one NCAA tournament game. I just wanted to point this out that the Chris Middleton, Kevin Herter are superstars in the NBA. Maybe not superstars, maybe just stars. They're they're playing well. People know their names. Yeah. They are they are uh uh Middleton might be playing out.
1: like a superstar right now.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: And if you look at at who these guys played for in college, the answer is Mark Turgeon. And then you say to yourself, w- w- why do I not remember that? And the answer is Mark Turgeon.
2: Yes. <laughs> the
1: the turd sandwich, as we call him on this program.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, so I got thinking about that. I got thinking about Kevin Herter won zero NCAA tournament games in his time uh in college. Chris Middleton won one NCAA tournament game. Mm-hmm. And I I I thought about this, Tate, at number four of my fraud power rankings, the NCAA tournament. Oh, I think wow. I think as first reported on this program, the NCAA tournament this specific season was a Mickey Mouse tournament. We know that, but I'm going through the data and I'm wondering aloud, Tate, are they
1: all are they all Mickey
0: Mouse, or or all Mickey Mouse tournaments? <laughs> because think about these guys that are that are balling out in the playoffs right now that won zero NCAA tournament games. Trey Young, 2018, loses in the first round to Rhode Island. He's gone. That's it. That's his NCAA mm-hmm. tournament experience. Did not win an NCAA tournament game. DeAndre Ayton smoked in the first round against Buffalo in 2018. Did not win NCAA tournament game. Oh my God. Paul George never even made the NCAA tournament is now the guy on the Clippers because Kawhi is, is out and Paul George is carrying them to probably they're, they're playing tonight. We're recording this before game five, but they they might lose in five, but you know, Paul George carried him this far. Yeah. Goes to him. Uh, Has never made the tournament in his two seasons at Fresno state. Kevin Herter. Loses the first round versus Xavier in twenty seventeen, misses the tourney in twenty eighteen. And then the guy you brought up earlier, Reggie Jackson at Boston College, loses in the first round to USC in, in two thousand nine, never made the tournament the rest of his time at Boston College. All of these guys are starting in in eastern or western conference finals. And none of them won an
1: NCAA tournament game. Can I throw Chris Paul into the ring as well? I mean throw him in the- there. I mean, a second round. I mean, you know, I mean, they, they were supposed to. They were destined for a national championship. Mm-hmm. They beat North Carolina at home that year. They get to number mm-hmm. one in the country. Everyone's saying Justin Gray is better than JJ Reddick. Eric Williams is unstoppable. Kevin Pitsnagle knocks him out of the tournament. So, I mean, I think you're right. Is it? Is has it, it always been a Disney tournament? That's what people <laughs> Who, are saying. Who's the?
0: Uh, I guess Mikael Bridges is uh, is is kind of the counter to this. Yeah. Who else is, who, I mean, of the guys that actually played in college, like obviously Giannis didn't, um, but uh, even like Tucker a, went to the lead eight, right? Yeah. But even the, like the, the, Cam
1: Johnson, he didn't go to a final four. You know what I mean? Like, all like yeah. you, it's really, if you parse it through you it think. all. Yeah. It makes Brooke you think Lopez. That,
0: I can't imagine Stanford had great runs. With,
1: and, and, then, and then let's think about it. The greatest run we've seen, you know, in the past decade, Kimba Walker. Now he's been shipped to Oklahoma point. city. You know
0: great what I mean? Point. Great point. Anthony Davis, <laughs> also a great run. And now yeah. he's, he's like,
2: you know, Lakers fans are like ass. trade yeah. him for yeah, Andrew Wiggins <laughs> and James <laughs> Watson. <Weisman.
0: laughs> so there you go. Number four, the NCAA tournament. It might actually be just as a whole, a Mickey Mouse yeah. operation, as it turns out,
1: honestly, um, great fraud
0: number three on the fraud power rankings. And this one really is, is devastating to say this, but, uh, again, I, I don't play favorites. I, I, I have to call it like I see it. And, uh, at number 3 I have Damian Lillard. Mm. What, what is transpiring with Damian Lillard? There's no other way to to describe it than the fraudulent. It is fraudulent behavior on the part of Damian Lillard. Um I I have made my love for Damian Lillard clear on this program many times over Tate. I love that he is a small market guy. <laughs> I love that he has has said over and over and over again that he wants to end his career in Portland. I believe him when he says it. I believe that that there's there's more honor in Damian Lillard's mind in losing in the first round. But balling out and doing everything you can to win, uh, with, with with guys that you've you know cultivated around you via draft, via what what however they got there. Yeah. It's a team that like was built in his mind organically. He would rather lose with those guys in the first round than build a super team and and win a title. That's not what he's about. And yet this whole situation with Chauncey Billups. I'm smelling some bullshit. I don't like it. I don't like how we got here that that Damon Lillard basically publicly says, I want Chauncey Billups to be, there. maybe not publicly, but obviously he, he picked Chauncey Billups as the coach. Like they, they went to Chauncey Billups or they went to Damon Lillard. They said, who do you want? He said, Jason Kidd or Chauncey Billups. That's mm-hmm. pretty much the two names he threw out. The Blazers hired Chauncey Billups uh chauncey billups has a checkered past we'll call it um and and now all of a sudden damien lillard is getting heat from from blazers fans from people in the media from everybody for like why would you support this dude why did you want this guy so badly and apparently Cha- uh, uh, uh damien lillard is now setting the stage tate to turn it on blazers <laughs> fans to, to say the reason i'm going to leave like the the, the heat that you are giving me is too much Uh, You guys, this is unfair how you were treating me. I've tried to carry this franchise. Now you're coming at my neck because I wanted Chauncey Billups to be the coach when I didn't even realize he he had XYZ in his past. You know what? It might be best if I just wipe my hands of all of this and go play for the Lakers. What do you say about that? And I feel like that's what's coming. And uh, it's fraudulent. I don't like it one bit. Damien, please reconsider. Don't do it.
1: it, You know what it smells of? It smells of uh, one man. And you said his name already. Jason Kidd. And it it sounds to me a lot like he said, run into me. And it sounds like he told (laughs) Dave Lillard. He told Dave Lillard that Portland was never going to be the place. Uh, So he went to go work with Luca. But he said, first and foremost, I'll tell you how to get out of there. Run into me. (laughs) <laughs> and and it does seem like that is uh, how it's all playing out. I um uh, I the whole Chauncey Bill, Billups backlash I I did not honestly see coming because he he has gotten so much love throughout the playoffs for what he's you know been able to do with Ty Lue's staff. So you know when it when it happened when he got hired and then the the backlash was immediate. I think that's why Dame was probably thrown off too. And you know now he puts up like this quote yesterday. It was like. You know, the biggest test is like how you handle people that have mishandled you. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, the writing on the wall is that Dame Willard is going to ask for a trade. Um I I but just hate, ask yeah. for the trade, Dame. You know, yeah, like yeah, just yeah, ask yeah, for the yeah, trade yeah. straight up.
0: Don't run into Jason Kidd's ice cup and yeah, scroll yeah, on the floor. Yeah, that's yeah, all yeah, I'm yeah. asking. That's yeah. fraudulent. And that's,
1: and a that's fraudulent. What, that's what he did. He listened to the J Kidd play, playbook, and that's not always good. But I will say, if you're the Knicks, this is the time to strike if you're the Knicks. You signed Julius Randle today to the Supermax, and then you are calling uh, and saying, we have five first-round picks, Julius Randle, the most improved player in the league, and we will send him to Portland, and we will drive Dame Lillard to the airport for you because he obviously doesn't love Portland anymore. You know what I mean? Like, if you're in New York, this is the time. The time mm-hmm. to strike is now because the Lakers, like you said, this is all that LeBron has been waiting for. He's been waiting for Dame Lillard to become free. And what's so crazy about that is that LeBron is a point guard. So I don't know why he's so obsessed with finding a point guard. You know what I mean? Like point guards are not necessarily what he needs. It's nice to have a Rondo that can take the ball, you know, from you and take some of those responsibilities away, but you don't need a superstar point guard because you're already the superstar point guard, you know? So that whole part of this, I hope that Dame doesn't go to LA because I don't want him to be Dennis Schroeder and have people saying, send him to the Shanghai sharks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? (laughs) And Saying that he's trash now because that's what it feels like L.A. will look like. And if, you, if he goes to New York and he goes to Madison Square Garden, with that media push behind him, he may end up being the GOAT by the end of it. You know what I mean? Like, Dame Lillard scoring 50 in Madison Square Garden in a playoff game, even if they lost, Knicks fans would start calling him the GOAT. You know? That's yeah. that's where he should go. He should be funneled to a team, because at least it's not a super team. It can't be a super team.
0: This is becoming my my favorite uh, offseason tradition, even though the playoffs are going on. <laughs> it's the Lakers offseason. Is, uh, yes. Lakers fans who spent the entire playoff shitting on all the role players and how bad they are now turning around and trying to, to pump up those role players as great assets. And, yes. And yes. <laughs> There's Kyle Kuzma and you're Schroeder saying, you're saying Portland won't
1: take Kuzma <laughs> and Schroeder. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Those are yeah. two starters on a championship team. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like what? <laughs> you told you guys- me you were sending them to the Shanghai Sharks literally last week. <laughs> oh man. What a space jam
0: too. That Damon Lillard, is ultimately his his next move is is unveiled in space jam 2 that's what we learned it's it's, it's that meta it's, Trey you Young space, it's, should have been it's the after jam credits too. the after credits there's something with damien Lowler where a trade is announced whoa yeah. comes up on the screen and announces the trade <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in the theater <laughs> honestly there you have it uh number two on the fraud power rankings rudy gobert Um, this, this man, uh, this is, this is kind of old news, but we were away while, uh, the Utah jazz imploded. I watched this happen on my couch. I, I returned from Myrtle beach. I was visiting the fam, uh, on, on Myrtle beach right before, like we, we recorded the the episode with Greg last week. And then I fly back to LA. I didn't feel great. I had a little sore throat. Um, and I, I decided I'm just going to take, take it easy. I'm going to lay on the couch and just kill some NyQuil and just kind of doze off watching the jazz blow the doors off of the, the, the Los Angeles Clippers, right tape. Mm -hmm. And I wake (laughs) up in a stupor to see the the Clippers going absolutely nuts as Rudy Gobert cannot guard a single player on Mm -hmm. the court. The man Mm -hmm. who is maybe one of the greatest player of the year, not just the defensive player of the year, maybe one of the greatest defenders in NBA history, the way people talk about him, Uh, the way, the way, the, the, this is this is his value to the jazz everyone yeah, else yeah, yeah. On the, that the jazz put on the floor can shoot threes rudigo bear can dunk the <laughs> basketball and guard everybody he, he's mm-hmm. he's a great defender and the the los angeles clippers say bullshit we're gonna we're gonna call your bluff on this we're gonna make you come out and challenge three-point shots he could not do it he was get, the, the clippers were making everything they, they they were licking their lips it was Absolutely unbelievable watching it transpire. I, I I honestly thought I was hallucinating. Like I was I was under the influence of some sort of drug. It was kind of late, and I'm watching this. Like, what is ha- how is this happening? Why is nobody on the Jazz? And as a guy who who thought this was the year of Mike Conley, mm. I, I was very angry. I wanted to throw stuff at my TV. Mike is not on the Olympic team either. I blame oh. Rudy Gobert for this. I think if yeah. the Jazz win this, Mike Conley gets asked to be on the Olympic team. Instead, none of that happens. Screw you, Rudy Gobert.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And I think uh Mike Conley to the Lakers would be a lot of fun. You know what I mean? If you mm. talk about the Lakers needing mm. a point guard, that's the move that we need. We need Mike Conley to go play with his Ohio Let's brethren, go. you know, LeBron James. Uh he's a savvy vet. He's the perfect kind of point guard for LeBron, you know, can can get you a bucket if you need one. And I'm I'm hoping for that for Mike Conley. Maybe that's maybe that next staff. year. Give me yeah, on that next staff. Year, next year, is the year of Mike Conley.
0: Give <laughs> me on that staff. Maybe Just you
1: the, take Jay Kidd's spot on the yes, staff. Yes, I'll there take
0: Jason Kidd's spot. Uh, <laughs> it will be the Ohio Lakers. Me and Mike and LeBron.
1: Oh, um, man. <laughs> I think it's a good way for LeBron to endear himself again to the Ohio State community. Again, he has a locker room there. That's true. Uh, he has a locker in the locker room there. And, uh... It's just like one other kind of, you know, feather in the cap to say, I always take care of my Ohio people, you know, whoever, so my wins, Conrad, the, uh, Lakers.
0: whoever wins the Duke Ohio state game is, uh, uh the school that LeBron is going to go to I think. <laughs> that's I think Bronny's. Gonna, that's, Bronny's put, that's where Bronny's going. Yeah.
1: Before Bronny goes to the G league, uh, and plays for ignite, you got to think about the school that he would have gone to,
0: uh, number one on the fraud power rankings, I'm wrapping, this up, wrapping this up. It could only be the one man, Ben Simmons nothing else really I forgot
1: I forgot that that happened Ben Simmons yeah
0: (laughs) again it happened while we were away but uh yeah that that happened that's all you really need to say if you don't know what we're talking about it's probably for the best Ben Simmons um just it it it, it is it has gotten to the point where it's just kind of sad honestly Tate it's yes that's where I was at with it it was but but also what the hell is going on in Philadelphia that, that they broke Ben Simmons they broke Markel Fultz I don't know Well, I mean, I'm just asking questions here.
1: Yeah, it goes back to are we drafting the prospect or are we drafting the person? And I think the prospect of Markel Fultz, who shoots 40 percent from three in college and yada, yada, yada. And the prospect of Ben Simmons, the 6'10 point guard who can guard one through five. You know, the prospect of it is great, but the the person of it, you know, my dad says something very funny, which I think is a great point about Ben Simmons. He said, what does he do when he just goes and like goes to the gym? You know what I mean? Like he doesn't shoot around. <laughs> what does do? Like what does he do? You know what I mean? Like you does, know what he he does? Defense, he, does he do, does he do just defensive no, slide you know what drills? He does? Cause he, no wonder he hates basketball. I hate basketball. If I went to defensive slide drill,
0: he sits on the bench and does the move where you dribble the ball underneath your legs. <laughs> yeah. Every so often true. you like kick your feet back and forth to do it between your ankles. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but but that's all he does. like
1: that, that to me kind of says everything about Ben and basketball, right? I, I don't, and, and the fact that he's not playing, I mean, I don't know if you've heard all the Team Australia stuff, right? He was supposed to play for, for his country. That was the expectation. And then he kind of didn't even really tell anybody he wasn't going to play. And now he's not going to play because he's going to work out. And you know this and I know this. Nobody gets better by practicing in an empty gym. You only no. get better playing games. Yes. Like I mean, and that's just the fact. And 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 anyone that will tell you different is probably a trainer and they're probably a liar. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so the fact that he's decided not to play in games and not go and, you know, work through it at some level, that that worries me even more. Rich Paul's on the case. He's gonna try to get him traded. But if I'm if I'm Philadelphia, I'm not trading him for pennies, you know. Like I'm gonna make him come back and deal with it. Like Kobe Bryant airballed shots against Utah. Magic Johnson was called Tragic Johnson. It's not like we haven't seen Steph Curry was not clutch. You know, all I mean we LeBron James sucks after twenty eleven. You know, we've we've seen all these great players get you know skewered in the playoffs before. So if Ben really wants to be a great player, which I think is a decision he has to make. I don't think he does.
0: I don't think he and does. You're you ready for, yeah. for this. This is a uh, uh, digging back. Well, into the he's archives. a role player
1: then. And then you can't yeah. make max money as a role player. I mean, th- that's just the facts.
0: I want to dig back into the archives and talk about his one season in college, because when when it was happening, I was in awe at how good he was. He he had, if you go yeah. back and look at his stats that he put up his, his one season at LSU, they're mind blowing. He, he was insane. He was he was, it, it, it was ridiculous. It turned yeah. a lot of people off that, that, uh, guys like me who i we we didn't have a podcast at the time but i was writing articles for grantland i believe and i i i could not compliment ben simmons talent enough um and and espn loved talking about him because they knew he's going to be the number one pick in the draft and then fast forward to when trey young comes around two years later and people hated trey young because they felt like this was the ben simmons experience all over again that was a guy that puts up awesome stats but is his team going to even make the tournament yada 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 ben simmons soured a ton of people take that yeah i i as I'm sure you remember he he of wasn't course. even he wasn't even on the wooden award watch list because his GPA was too low because he didn't go to class because he didn't want to be there. And and I remember having arguments with people about like whether that was a red flag, whether Ben Simmons not going to class, not carrying like pretty. I don't think there's ever really been a, a superstar player at the college basketball level that so flagrantly, so obviously did not want to be in college. It was like, yep. I, get me the hell out of here so badly. I hate it here. I I cannot believe I have to be here. And you know, there was one, there's one contingent of people that said, I don't blame him. He he it's stupid that he has to be here. He's going to be the number one pick. He's super talented. He's he plays for a, a bad coach and bad teammates and a bad conference. Like this is stupid <laughs> that he has to be here. On the other hand, no one made him be there. Yeah, that's not yeah, how it works. Yeah. Like that—that—that that, that was the misconception. Was that, that <laughs> the NCAA, that Mark Emmert is going yeah, to like 17- seventeen? Like, Get the class, man. <laughs> yeah, Mark, Mark Emmert is not going in the living room of seventeen-year-olds and putting a gun to their head, saying you must go to college. Like, it, well, that, especially because
1: he was from Australia, he could have played ABL. Right, he he, yeah. he could have
0: just he could have just stayed there. So, like, I didn't really feel that bad for him, but at the same time, I was like, I don't know if it's a red flag. It's probably just a guy who's checked. I don't. I didn't really know where I landed on it. Fast forward to where we're at now. And uh, I'm going to very conveniently look back in retrospect and say that the warning signs were there all along that I don't think Ben Simmons ever really loved this I don't think I think he was really really good at basketball I think he really really likes basketball I think he loves that people know his name and he gets paid millions of dollars and he can be on the the cover of GQ I don't know if he actually has been but he seems like a guy that has been yeah. Um,
1: he loves all I'm of that. I'm not sure if he has been. I shouldn't say yeah definitively, but I, I'm sure he I mean, wants to be. Like, if he, it feels if he, right. If it he hasn't right, been on there it? yet, he's going for it, yeah. It
0: feels right.
1: Devin um, Booker he... next on that list coming up <laughs> very soon. <laughs>
0: I think uh, I think he loves all of that, and it's the basketball part that he's like, "Damn, this sucks." And I think uh, I, I Scott, this was the point. Pippen Pippen has made a lot of points in the in the past week, but isn't this Got one it. Of points <laughs> he was making do about all, the Do we all
1: agree to turn off Scott? Pippen I know, right now.
0: but I think he made a good point. If if I if I <laughs> suss through what he was saying correctly, talking about the difference between Simmons and Giannis, that like Giannis. Well, airball free throws, and he doesn't give a damn. He doesn't care no. how uncool it looks. He doesn't of care that the whole crowd it's is not, laughing at him.
1: Yeah, it's not it, about it's not about looking cool. It's not about the show. It's not about being the man. It's not WWF. You know, yes. what I mean, it, it's Ben it's Simmons. Basketball.
0: That is all he cares about is how it looks, and he would rather pass up wide open dunks because it, God forbid he misses that shot and everyone clowns him on Twitter. So it's like mm-hmm. easier if I just pass this up, then I won't get made fun of, which is not true. We made fun of you even more for passing it up, but I don't yeah. know. It's, it's very bizarre. He's inside his own head. And for that reason, he's number one on the fraud power rankings. I don't know how he, how he comes back from this state. I don't, I don't know how I, I, I cause you say that he has to go play. He has like stuff to work on.
1: I feel it's like he's a sports psychologist. About, yeah. I was going <laughs> like, to say, that's it,
0: what he needs more than anything.
1: It wasn't even something where like, I, I don't even think he has any, I mean, obviously he has a lot to work on, but like just go play and just take shots, like miss shots. Like because the the thing about it is it's not that he can't shoot as, as everyone. I feel like that's been the whole, it's not that he can't shoot it's that he refuses to shoot. Yeah. And that's like a Cardinal sin in basketball, because like when you have a good shot, you have to take the shot because at least keeps the defense honest to know that like, they have to worry about you. If you're always playing four on five, this is why Joel Embiid obviously is very frustrated because he's like, when we're on offense, my operating area is taken up by him and he doesn't, he doesn't help us by not taking shots outside of our own operating areas area. So we're in this constant, you know, battle of space and there is no space for Ben. And so they can't play together. If Ben's not going to shoot. And it's obviously, obviously been proven. We're five years into the guys. We're five years in the NBA, five years, you played 82 games for five years. Like, and you, and you still won't shoot. Who cares if you airball it, you know, who cares (laughs) It's worth it's worth seeing a video of how on House of Highlights of someone uh, that comedian I can't remember his name when he was like you know Ben Simmons in a game he jumps up and he just keeps throwing the pass like, <laughs> yeah yeah you know what yeah, I mean yeah. like that's more embarrassing I feel like than airball yes
0: yes so, it is
1: it is he needs that's that's what needs to be drilled into his head an airball who cares like but passing when you're supposed to take the shot that's more yeah. embarrassing and then maybe yeah. that flips his whole thing I don't know. I, I i don't know either that's it's a great a, number one though on the list it's 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 it, he had to be number one
0: so there, <laughs> there you go there's the update by the way i just got confirmation he was on the cover of gq once
2: upon a time
1: <laughs> i mean it all checks out folks he's it also a sense, huge right? gamer you know what i mean yeah. like he's a like a, a big guy where he does like the phase clan stuff you know what i mean so i
0: should can, can i say this in support of ben simmons um I wouldn't have a problem with it if that's what he. It, it, I, I guess he doesn't have to necessarily put out a statement, but if like somehow <laughs> it's leaked or like somehow we we all he puts out word, a statement.
1: I just don't like this. That I just much. don't like
0: basketball. <laughs> Can you imagine that statement? He's like, "I'm gonna keep playing because uh, I like the money, um, but I just don't like basketball." I I am. Uh, I I am understanding of that position because uh, I yeah. You, there you go. You got the picture of him there? Yeah, all yeah. hell.
1: This is the GQ cover. GQ Australia, we should say, not GQ proper, but all oh, hell Ben Simmons, NBA's heir to the throne.
0: If that isn't, in fact, his position, that he just like wants to be famous and make money and be cool and be on the cover of GQ, I don't have a problem with it. That's that's that's, that's how up. a lot of people... Be an influencer. That's yeah. how a lot of people approach their jobs, right? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I approach this job. <laughs>
1: put me on gq yeah
0: <laughs> just give me some money dude that's really yeah. all I, that's really all i want um i'm not trying to win what 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 can we even win webbies is that what we're up for
1: uh, i'm a two-time webby winner um <laughs> hate to brag go. hate to brag but you're honest yeah. <laughs> yeah. you shot a lot of air balls but you've
0: also won two exactly, exactly.
1: and i'm, and ben I'm Simmons. laughing about I'm like, it <laughs> i'm never gonna
0: win a webby but damn it i'm pretty i'm pretty good at that as long as i keep cashing checks <laughs>
1: Get I, live beach, <laughs> I live by the beach.
0: I live by the beach in Marina Del Rey. That's all I did. <laughs>
1: yeah. When I won web, when I won the first Webby, I remember being excited about it, and everyone told me that like nobody cares about webbies And I, I, I promise you, two years later, the same people were winning those webbies and it was like they're winning Oscars. I was like, what? I was like, hold on, <laughs> what happened? That's how every award is, dude.
0: Every award <laughs> is stupid until you start winning it or you start getting nominated yeah.
1: for, it. and then you're like, oh, yeah. this is the
0: most important thing in the world. <laughs> um. All right, shout outs, closeouts, combine. Yeah anything, anything combine related?
1: Yeah, I was gonna shout out Joe Wieskamp, uh 27 and 10 at the Combine. I think uh Joe Wieskamp is my new Duncan Robinson. Yep. And uh I am I am riding the stock. I feel like Joe Wieskamp could be a late first round pick. I know a lot of people are probably rolling their eyes at that, but six six sniper. Uh yep. I think he is a better defender than people give him credit for. And if I were an NBA GM, I am not. Um, if I had, you know, the 40th pick and Joe Wieskamp is there, I think that's a steal. You know what yep. I mean? And I've seen him going as high as 55th, 56th and all these mock drafts. So I, I would say him and Quentin Grimes is the other name I wanted to throw out. Quentin Grimes is a five-star talent. I've seen him undrafted in a lot of mock drafts. He he was great, uh, in the scrimmage as well. So those two guys I wanted to shout out because again, if you're a GM, you have a second round pick and those guys are available. I think that they are nothing but, uh, potential I mean, they're they're potential starters in the NBA, I think. I seriously think that. So Yeah, I would, I would agree then. with that. Camp
0: yeah. is the, – the more I think about Joe Wieskamp in the NBA, the more I talk myself into him. Yeah. He, he just – his stock climbs in my mind based on nothing but, like, me just sitting alone with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just sitting here eating lunch, not even reading – not even on Twitter, like, looking at highlights or anything like that. Just kind of yeah. – just sitting there. And I'm thinking about Joe Wieskamp. And I'm like, yeah, he should definitely be drafted. Like, I would definitely take him somewhere in the second round. And I think yeah. about him more, and I'm like – yeah, like early second round, like maybe even first, like <laughs> shit, dude. He could be like top twenty. That's
1: <laughs> as, as I'm saying, you get to the point where you're like, if, I, if I have the 25th pick, I might just take Wheeze camp. <laughs> yeah.
0: Why not? It's I great. agree. What I agree. Rib. Uh another guy that, that's blowing up is uh Book Knight, which I guess yeah. like shouldn't be a surprise because he was already highly thought of going into the combine, but everything I've seen about James Booknight, is, is, has he missed? He has not missed a single shot at the combine,
2: correct?
1: Uh, yeah, I think, that- I think the number I saw was like 98 out of 100 threes. You know, they, they shoot <laughs> 100 threes, which is, I mean, you know, you're shooting an empty gym. There's always like a little bit of variability. But there was a clip that came out, and, you know, he has such a pure stroke. Like, if you watch Booknight shoot yeah. the basketball, it's hard not to fall in love. And it does feel like at the six, seven, eight range is where we have a lot of teams that have variability, where they may take a Scotty Barnes, or they may take a Davion Mitchell. But James Booknight probably has bumped himself up into that range where a team may say, "Hey, at seven, we'll take Booknight because we want to have a scoring guard." And hey, Steph Curry at seven wasn't too bad, so let's do that. So I uh, I could see Booknight being a guy that really that boosts up and shoots up uh, and, and gets a lot of people comparing him to a lot of ridiculous you know greats. You know, yeah. when I I feel like he's more Monte Ellis than anything, but I, I could feel like a lot of people may may really fall in love with him, which I'm excited for because we we fell in love with Booknight. Um, throughout the year, and when he I played I, UConn, I talked was myself
0: great. into to UConn winning the Big East tournament, and then yeah. going on a run
1: <laughs> yeah. that did not happen. I but think we jinxed UConn. To be honest, yeah. we were all we were all in the scent. That's the problem. Yeah. You can't be on the scent with UConn. Yeah. You just have to stay yeah. away. <laughs> Book Knight's
0: falling out. Uh, he's he's kind of campaigning to go to the Knicks, isn't he? Like he's a New York kid. Like it, yeah. uh, that's pretty cool that the Knicks have at least they they won one playoff game, and it, it feels like the tide is turning with the franchise. And the, it like, does feel like the Knicks went like, to the finals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> If people want to play for the Knicks That's crazy yeah. it's yeah. insane.
1: And Tibbet like Tibbs used to be the coach like you don't want to play for him cuz he's going to end your career and now like every dude is like he's the yeah. goat like I got to play for the goat. They
0: got like the what 19th 20th pick though he's not going there unless they yeah, no. up for
1: him. Yeah. No. But they may they need a I mean, point guard. They're going to try I'm excited
0: for uh the Pacers at 13 which by the way is the the, the 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 Indiana Pacers being getting having the 13th pick in the draft is is the equivalent of the Xavier Musketeers being ranked 17th in the AP pool. It's like, yeah, you can set your watch to it. It is like, it just makes total sense. I don't even know the, the the stats might say this is the first time the Pacers have ever had the 13th pick. (laughs) I don't believe it. I I think Mm -hmm. the Pacers have the 13th pick literally every single year. And uh, the question I have with the Pacers 13th pick is what number do you think Corey Kispert will wear for the
1: Pacers? I, I will say this. I think that the Hornets and the Pacers, between the 11th pick and the 13th pick, they are licking their chops about Corey Kisbert. You know what I mean? Corey Kisbert's team is literally telling him there's no way we fall past 13. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they're yeah. all talking to each other. They're like, between the Hornets and the Pacers, there's no way we're falling past those two teams. Truth and false, I know <laughs>
0: Corey Kisbert has got on Zillow and looked at Charlotte and, Indian- <laughs> and Indianapolis already.
1: He might be working out in Charlotte because uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I I can feel it in my loins. if. If Cupcheck has, this, has a say, I think it's Kai Jones um, from Texas. But it, if it's Michael Jordan, it's Corey Kispert all day, especially with <laughs> Gordon Hayward. There's no way it's not Kispert. So. Oh,
0: man. I, Kispert's awesome. I like Kispert a lot. I like Kispert too, but I don't gotta, know if I like him that much. You got to laugh. We're not laughing at Corey Kispert. We're laughing no. at the Pacers and Hornets.
1: Yeah. Um, we're laughing at our favorite we've, franchises. We've seen this story yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. Frank Comiskey comes to mind. Yeah.
0: Um, anything else? Any other non-combine stuff? Uh, it, it says here, I, I wrote this out, Coach K is retiring. So I want to oh, shout him out for uh, yeah. his final season coming up here. So, uh yeah, you know he did that, it. He did it. Keep an eye
1: on. Uh, shout out to Jay Wright for taking the uh, Team USA throne from Coach K. By the way, Jay Wright going to be an assistant on uh, mm. you know the team going to Tokyo. So Villanova uh, has kind of taken the the Duke throne as far as recruiting through Team USA. So uh, I'm excited about that. You saying he did
0: it? Just sarcastically about Coach K, uh, it, it reminded me of uh, the 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 new Bo Burnham special where he's talking, where he has the song about Jeff Bezos. Yeah, he's like you
2: did, yeah. It. <laughs> you did
0: it. I just picture you on the coach
2: Born
1: K retirement in 1964. <laughs> yeah, that, man, what a great special! Like <laughs>
0: we you did should it. Do that. Yeah,
1: let's work on that. Let's start making our own musical for
0: Coach uh, K. I want to shout out, uh, you and Greg, you, uh, uh, thank you oh, for the yes. birthday gift. You, uh, uh, you made a, uh, shout picture.
1: out Keller, by the way, Kel- you, Keller is, Why, is a huge part of this.
0: While we were away, I turned 34 years old. I, 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 I scheduled the, uh, the, the, the number based number on, 34. Yeah. I scheduled the vacation based on the birthday on purpose. I didn't want to. I didn't want to turn thirty-four on air. Basically, yeah, it's not a it's not a place you want to be.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to be like Bo Burnham as you waited, (laughs) waited for midnight. Right, right.
0: I did not want to have my uh, my crisis (laughs) unfold live on the air, so I I I needed some time to process it. Now we're back. I'm okay. Yeah. Um, But in the meantime, you made a shirt for me. You guys, you, you set that all up. I you, you had yeah. Greg make a cameo, you and Keller, and I don't know, if yeah, play the hand wipe. A shout out to all you guys, that was very yeah, awesome.
1: yeah. Moses will lead us. Uh, shout yeah. out to homage. Uh, it was, it was taking a, a new wrinkle on an old great shirt, and yep. uh, yeah, I have your shirt by the way. I need oh, to give you. you your shirt. And uh, Kyle has a shirt for the listeners at home. Our old producer, Kyle, he's gonna get a shirt. Jim Cunningham. Um, I don't know what we would call Jim in the one shining pod Tyson Tate universe, uh, probably a loser, but he also has a shirt. Um, and uh, he's going to be so upset. I'm just kidding, Jim. I love you to death. Uh, he has a shirt as well. And uh, Tommy alter, we got him a Smedium. Oh, really? um, so he can rock that uh, on uh, the JJ Reddick podcast. or old man in the three and uh, love it. yeah. So, so the shirt will well, be out and about for the people
0: well thank you i i appreciate that finally i wanted to shout out um uh a man by the name of greg that's all i know i know his name is greg he lives in tiburon california um i so i during my vacation i went up to napa i did like a little road trip. i I did the jim nance vacation yeah we we stopped at carmel by the sea which is where pebble Mm. beach is um great place being being an indie guy it's hard for me to say carmel because carmel Mm -hmm. indiana exists and Every time I read Carmel, I think it's
1: Carmel. Yeah. Well, that kind of shows you the difference between like, you know, the Midwest it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the, yeah. the way that Del you Ford. accentuate things. Yeah.
0: Carmois by the swa. <laughs> <laughs> You're like,
1: what? Yes. Carmel like, by the did, that, did you just throw up out of your mouth?
0: <laughs> um, so we stop at we stop at uh Carmel, as they call it, the <laughs> Pebble Beach. I didn't play Pebble Beach, but I saw it, so that counts. It was cool. Mm nice little golf course they got there. Uh I went to Sausalito which is
1: very I've been there.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a it's a quiet little sleepy thing just north of uh San Francisco. Um and then I went to Napa for a few days which I I don't need to go over my Napa experience. I I had the most I had the most ridiculous like blue collar Napa, like yeah. I, I learned quickly Napa is not for me, and I hit the eject button on the <laughs> on the scene of Napa. I was like, this is too much. Like all I saw was like a bunch of Jim Dancers walking around saying hello, friends, and I was like, this is yeah. get me out of here, get yeah. me the hell out of here. But I drank a ton of wine. I, I was mean,
1: gonna say you at least had some good wine. That's what yeah. yeah.
0: I had a we we went to uh you, you know you have to schedule all these like wine tasting tours. And, yeah. I didn't think to schedule them. I was like, I'm sure you just like, I'm sure it's like the, the Coors Light Brewery. You just like <laughs> you pull in or like, what's up? I'm here for the free beer. <laughs> Definitely not the case. You got to like schedule them in advance, whatever. Uh, so I was like, shit, I don't know which one's to schedule. I don't know what the hell. And and I, I started Google winer, wineries around uh, Napa. I find um, there's a winery in the, the Napa Valley called uh, Titus, Titus Vineyards. Yeah. It's spelled the exact same. And I yeah. got excited. I was like, oh, this is a no-brainer. So I was like, we have to go there. I, I fill out the little form. I'm like, can we please come tomorrow? I get the confirmation back. You're set. Come by at noon tomorrow. I go to Titus Vineyards. I walk in. The guy like makes a joke. He's like, it's like, I feel like I should be working for you. It's good to have you here. Are you part of the family? All that kind of stuff. I was like, ah, yeah. Ah, you know, yes. and I immediately regret it. Cause like immediately I'm like, this is like such a basic bitch move to just go to the place.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I kind of love it. This is great.
0: So uh I, I go out on the back patio. Beautiful scene. The sun is is, is at the right. It's noon, but it's like hitting the, the vineyard, right? And it's glowing. And mm. they got like a nice couch with a porch and it's like a whole deal. And they're bringing out all the, the wines. And I know jack shit about wine. So like the guy's you know he's pouring it into the glass and then he's pointing to the color on the glass and he's like take a look at that color and i'm like yeah it looks red to me yeah
1: he's like like, you see the legs on that you're like what (laughs)
0: looks real yep that's like (laughs) i I legitimately that's wine (laughs) i i have never had bad wine in my life like every wine to me is like different variations of good so like Mm. that I i know nothing about this shit i just know the like I know cabs are a little heavier than the others. So anyway, point is um, I'm sitting there pretending to, to know what's going on. There's one other group there, Tate, and the guy is he's a good old boy. I can tell. Like he's got a he's got a big pot belly and a half mullet. And um, he's got this whole scene going on. And he's he's with his family. And as they're standing up, I hear one of, of uh the girls with him mention that she is from Indiana. And she mm. says, like, she's like, yeah, I just moved out here from Indiana. I guess she had moved to Sacramento. I hear this out of, out of, uh, from across the way. So I turned to them as they were getting ready to leave. And I was like, hey, you guys from Indiana, where, where about you from? And they're like, we're from the, the west side of Indianapolis. And I was like, oh my God, I'm from Indianapolis. I'm from the west side too. I'm from <laughs> Brownsburg, whatever. We start comparing notes. Uh, the guy, the guy who was there, his name was, we have a new guy because this guy's name was Guy, first of all. <laughs> His last name is, his last name was Titus. What? And he said, so I started talking to him. He's like, Yeah, I not I don't know shit about wine. I just came here because it said Titus on the side. And I was like, what is and he goes, I'm from Indiana, I'm from it. and I was like, I was like,
1: well, where where is your family? This I was is like, the Spider-Man meme in real life. Yes,
0: yes. I was like, where is your family like originally from? Like, are you from Indianapolis? Or are you from like yeah. somewhere? Else? He's like, No, most of my family's from northern Indiana, like Kokomo area. And I was like, Holy shit, cause my, my mind explodes. Yeah. That's from my yeah. family's from Yeah, you're
1: like, No, I'm really messed up.
0: And so uh Long story short, I'd, I'd go all the way to Napa to have this family reunion. Like that would have been better served happening yeah. in Logan Sport or Kokomo, Indiana, <laughs> over like a couple Coors Lights, and we're drinking
2: this wine. In this
1: <laughs> Honestly, it's uh, such a small world. I love this.
0: But uh, I wanted to shout out uh, Greg in Tiburon, which is by Sausalito. I went into this bar one night to watch one of the the NBA games. Uh, this this root this hole in the wall place. They had like five bar uh, bar seats. I, I belly up to one of them. A guy comes in. He's a local. Um, you start making small talk with him. Long story short, uh, he, he, he starts asking me what I do. I try to explain what this job is to him. Um, we got a new listener. I want to cut to the chase. Greg Ooh. said, I'm going to download this spot. He's an old dude. He's like, I have no idea what podcasts are. I'm going to download it. I'm going to listen. He goes, I love college basketball so much. Oh, I, wow. I went to Oregon. I'm a big Oregon duck fan. I love Dana Altman. Uh, and they said, you guys don't like Duke, do you? Cause I hate Duke. And I was like, oh. Greg, I have a podcast for you. Greg, download this. So, Greg. Greg, shout out to Coach K
1: for the farewell tour. Greg, we got a fun run ahead for you. That's gonna be great. <laughs> so there you go. I wanted to shout
0: him out, Greg. If, if if you are in fact listening, and there's no way I will ever know whether you are or not, welcome. I want I want to welcome you. It was good to meet yes. you. It was good to enjoy dinner with you. Um, if you're not listening, then we'll cut all this from the podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
1: hey, and for, shout out to Guy on. Titus too. What and a guy. guy.
0: Titus. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Guy Titus
1: this is awesome and then
0: i asked the guy i asked the the guy that works at the the vineyard yeah. i was like does this happen a lot like you just get a bunch of people named titus that, that come in here and and, and pretend like they know jack shit about wine he, he just like goes yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> he's, <laughs> like
0: like, he's, like, he's like very defeated yeah he's
1: like yeah it's kind of the thing for you guys
0: that's literally the only customers we get are titus. Yeah, that's, that's who comes to the door All it's you like a family
1: <laughs> and tank tops and flip-flops yeah. come out here. he was like you don't even know how many people i've met from kokomo <laughs>
0: <laughs> One guy was just in here trying to shotgun our wine, and I <laughs> yeah. dissuaded him. That's not how it works. <laughs> oh man, oh, it's man. good to be back. Vacation is over. Um, thanks for listening, man. everybody. We will be back later in the week. Anything else, date Is that it? No,
1: let's do it. Shout out to Coach K. Congratulations again. Can't Thought, wait to watch. Thoughts the final and prayers
0: ride. to the uh, NC State baseball team. Hang oh, the banner.
1: Oh man. Oh man. Hang the banner, please.